welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all God's children and all God's creation. And since we are all children of the Most High God and part of the divine plan, we are required by the law of life to share the love and light of our mighty I Am Presence, not only with those closest to us, but at every opportunity given. And every morning we rise, the opportunity is there, starting our day with loving ourselves. And that too matters not only for the individual, but for all God's children and all God's creation. Because sincere love is a vibration of divine energy, and it travels through the atmosphere, affecting everyone in some capacity, even when we don't realize it, and even if our eyes never see it. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. Of the order of evil spirits, and their fall, and different natures. There are some of the schools of theologians, who distribute the evil spirits into nine degrees, as contrary to the nine orders of angels. Therefore, the first of these, which are called false gods, who, usurping the name of God, would be worshipped for gods, and require sacrifices and adorations, as that devil who said to Christ, If thou wilt fall down and worship me, I will give thee all these things, showing him all the kingdoms of the world. And the prince of these is he who said, I will ascend above the height of the clouds, and will be like to the Most High, who is called Beelzebub, that is, an old God. In the second place, follow the spirits of lies, of which sort was he who went forth, and was a lying spirit in the mouth of the prophet of Ahab, and the prince of these is the serpent Pytho, from whence Apollo is called Pythias, and that woman a Pythoness, or witch, in Samuel, and the other in the Gospel, who had Pytho in her belly. Therefore, these kinds of devils join themselves to the oracles, and delude men by divinations and predictions, so that they may be deceived. In the third order, are the vessels of iniquity, which are called vessels of wrath, these are the inventors of evil things, and all wicked arts, as in Plato, that devil Futus, who taught cards and dice, for all wickedness, malice and deformity, proceeds from these, of which in Genesis, in the benedictions of Simeon and Levi, Jacob said, vessels of iniquity are in their habitations, into their counsel let not my soul come, which the psalmist calls vessels of death, Isaiah, vessels of fury, and Jeremiah, vessels of wrath, Ezekiel, vessels of destroying and slaying, and their princes Belial, which signifies, without a yoke, and disobedient, a prevaricator, and an apostate, of whom Paul to the Corinthians says, what agreement has Christ with Belial? Fourthly, follow the revengers of evil, and their princes Asmodeus, viz, causing judgment. After these, in the fifth place, come the deluders, 
who imitate miracles, and serve conjurers and witches, and seduce the people by their miracles, as the serpent seduced Eve, and their princes Satan, of whom it is written in the Revelation, that he seduces the whole world, doing great signs and causing fire to descend from heaven in the sight of men, seducing the inhabitants of the earth by these signs, which are given him to do. Sixthly, the aerial powers offer themselves and join themselves to thunder and lightning, corrupting the air, causing pestilences, and other evils, in the number of which are the four angels of whom the revelations speak, to whom it is given to hurt the earth and the sea, holding the four winds from the four corners of the earth and their prince is called Maririm, he is the meridian devil, a boiling spirit, a devil raging in the south, whom Paul, to the Ephesians, calls the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit which works in the children of disobedience. The seventh mansion the Furies possess, who are powers of evil, discords, war, and devastation, whose name in the Revelation is called in Greek, Apollyon, in the Hebrew, Avadon, that is, destroying and wasting. In the eighth place are the accusers or inquisitors, whose prince is Astaroth, that is, a searcher out, in the Greek language he is called Diabolus, that is, an accuser or calumniator, which in the Revelation is called the accuser of the brethren, accusing them night and day before the face of God. Moreover, the tempters and ensnarers have the last place, one of which is present with every man, which we call the evil genius, and their prince is Mammon, which is interpreted covetousness. But we of the Kabbalah unanimously maintain that evil spirits do wander up and down this inferior world, enraged against, all whom we call devils, of whom Austin, in his first book of the Incarnation of the Word, to Januarius, says, concerning the devils and his angels contrary to virtues, the ecclesiastical preachers have taught that there are such things, but what they are, and who they are, he is not clear enough expounded, yet there is this opinion among them, that this devil was an angel, and being made an apostate, persuaded many of the angels to fall with him, who to this day are called his angels. Greece, notwithstanding, thinks not that these are damned, nor that they are all purposely evil, but that from the creation of the world the dispensation of things is ordained by this means, that the tormenting of sinful souls is made over to them. The other theologians say that no devil was created evil, but that they were driven and cast out of heaven from the orders of good angels, for their pride whose fall, not only ours and the Hebrew theologians, but also the Assyrians, Arabians, Egyptians and Greeks, do confirm by their tenets. Pharisees, the Assyrian, describes the fall of the devils, and office, that is, the devilish serpent, was the head of that rebelling army, Trismegistus sings the same fall, in his Pymander, and Homer, under the name of Aurorus, in his verses, and Plutarch, in his discourse on usury, signifies that Empedocles knew that the fall of the devils was in this manner, the devils themselves often confess their fall. They being cast out into this valley of misery, some that are near to us wander up and down in this obscure air, others inhabit lakes, rivers and seas, others the earth, and terrify earthly things, and invade those who dig wells and metals, cause the gaping of the earth, to strike together the foundations of the mountains, and vex not only men but also other creatures, some being content with laughter and delusion only, do contrive rather to weary men than to hurt them, some heightening themselves to the length of a giant's body, and again shrinking themselves down to the smallest of pygmies, and changing themselves into different forms, to disturb men with vain fear. Others study lies and blasphemies, as we read of one in the third book of Kings, saying, I will go forth and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets of Ahab. But the worst sort of devils are those who lie in wait, and overthrow passengers in their journeys, and rejoice in wars and effusion of blood, and afflict men with most cruel stripes.
We read of such in Matthew, for fear of whom no man dare pass that way. Moreover, the scripture reckons up nocturnal, diurnal, and meridional devils, and describes other spirits of wickedness by different names, as we read in Isaiah of satyrs, screech owls, sirens, storks, owls, and in the Psalms, of asps, basilisks, lions, dragons, and in the Gospel, we read of scorpions, and mammon, and the prince of this world, and rulers of darkness, of all whom Beelzebub is the prince, whom the scripture calls, the prince of wickedness. The Magus, by Francis Barrett, 1801. Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 2. We fancy that it would be hard to demonstrate dissatisfaction that the visions of Catholic saints are, in any one particular instance, better or more trustworthy than the average visions and prophecies of our modern mediums. The visions of Andrew Jackson Davis, however our critics may sneer at them, are by long odds more philosophical and more compatible with modern science than the Augustinian speculations. Whenever the visions of Swedenborg, the greatest among the modern seers, run astray from the philosophy and scientific truth, it is when they most run parallel with theology. Nor are these visions any more useless to either science or humanity than those of the great Orthodox saints. In the life of St. Bernard, it is narrated that as he was once in church, upon a Christmas Eve, he prayed that the very hour in which Christ was born might be revealed to him, and when the true and correct hour came, he saw the divine babe appear in his manger. What a pity that the divine babe did not embrace so favorable an opportunity to fix the correct day and year of his death, and thereby reconcile the controversies of his putative historians. The Teichendorfs, Lardners, and Colensos, as well as many a Catholic divine, who have vainly squeezed the marrow out of historical records and their own brains, in a useless search, would at least have had something for which to thank the saint. As it is, we are hopelessly left to infer that most of the beatific and divine visions of the golden legend, and those to be found in the more complete biographies of the most important saints, as well as most of the visions of our own persecuted seers and seeresses, were produced by ignorant and undeveloped spirits, passionately fond of personating great historical characters. We are quite ready to agree with the Chevalier de Musos, and other unrelenting persecutors of magic and spiritualism in the name of the Church, that modern spirits are often lying spirits, that they are ever on hand to humor the respective hobbies of the persons who communicate with them at circles, that they deceive them and, therefore, are not always good spirits. H. P. Blavatsky Having conceded so much, we will now ask of any impartial person, is it possible to believe at the same time that the power given to the exorcist priest, that supreme and divine power of which he boasts, has been given to him by God for the purpose of deceiving people? That the prayer pronounced by him in the name of Christ, and which, forcing the demon into submission, makes him reveal himself, is calculated at the same time to make the devil confess not the truth, but that only which it is the interest of the church to which the exorcist belongs, should pass for truth. And this is what invariably happens. Compare, for instance, the responses given by the demon to Luther, with those obtained from the devils by Saint Dominic. The one argues against the private mass and upbraids Luther with placing the Virgin Mary and saints before Christ, and thus dishonoring the Son of God, while the demons exorcised by Saint Dominic, upon seeing the Virgin whom the Holy Father had also evoked to help him, roar out, O, oh, our enemy! 
Oh, our Damner! Why didst thou descend from heaven to torment us? Why art thou so powerful an intercessor for sinners? Oh, thou most certain and secure way to heaven, thou commandest us, and we are forced to confess that nobody is damned who only perseveres in the holy worship, etc., etc. Luther's Saint Satan assures him that while believing in the transubstantiation of Christ's body and blood, he had been worshipping merely bread and wine, and the devils of all the Catholic saints promise eternal damnation to whomsoever disbelieves, or even so much as doubts the dogma. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 Precious beloved hearts, of the love from the heart of creation. We come tonight to again intensify as much of that sacred fire in the lower atmosphere of earth as possible at this time. We want you all to feel the nearness of our presence, because it is in your feeling world that we must render the greatest service possible to help you. It is in the emotional bodies of the people that the love is needed, because the intellect cannot love. All the intellect can do, except in the sense that it creates pictures of perfection and enjoys the picturing of perfection, and that is, of course, an action of love, but the intense power of the sacred fire love of the universe is in the emotional body, through the heart. The love that pours forth from the permanent atom in the heart as it fills the emotional body is the ever-expanding sacred fire power from the heart of the great central sun. That heart flame is in the higher mental body, the electronic presence. It fills the causal body. It is each one's life stream's eternal perfection, authority, and power of life to produce manifestation. So, when you need anything constructive in the physical world, try to feel that if you desire to produce constructive manifestation, you must let the heart flame come forth and flow into it, in order to release the divine pattern by which the perfection can be created. In the healing service which we give to life, there is always the enfolding heart flame of our love, and as it enfolds the life stream of those whom we assist, the heart flame of each life stream absorbs our heart flame's love, and that becomes the powerhouse of the individual to hold more closely to the constructive way of life. When great healing power is needed for many people or individuals, there must always be some outpouring of the sacred fire love, from not only the individual's mighty I am presence, but from the ascended master's octave. Everything that mankind needs to have done in this world to bring about the purification and the perfection of life, must be the flow of the sacred fire of our love into this world. Now you who move in outer world physical conditions are in the same relationship to the conditions of this world that we are to your world. Therefore, what needs to be corrected must be the release of the sacred fire love from the great central sun, through the call of unascended beings. We can love the world, and we have loved the world, and wherever we have poured forth our love, manifestations of perfection have occurred in blessed life, have been sustained, and are ever expanding their constructive action to raise all life to greater perfection. But each unascended person must remember that the cosmic law that gives the life from the great central sun into the use of the individual, expects the individual to pour forth that same heart flame of love, wherever manifestation occurs. Beloved Mary So, beloved ones, regardless of what the world needs this hour, the only need is the sacred fire's love that is the authority and purity and power that just takes out of existence the discord that has been created. Mankind has densified discord into substance so long and with such terrific hate, 
that no unascended being can realize how much energy has been qualified and concentrated into the destructive conditions of the world. But anyone can understand our ascended master consciousness. Everyone can understand our feeling of the sacred fire love that is powerful enough to consume human creation, consume hate, consume discord, consume impurity, just the same as you can take a searchlight and project into a darkened room and do that which you cannot do without that light. Therefore, each of you should be an open door, and may I say, a searchlight of the cosmic sacred fire love from the ascended master's octave to keep pouring into this world, keep pouring into discord everywhere, the illumining presence of the sacred fire love from the ascended master's octave. That illumining presence can be a light ray or a flame, or it can be the presence of an angel, for I assure you, the angels of love pour forth that sacred fire beauty, power and perfection without limit with such terrific force that they can silence into annihilation, everything of human creation everywhere they go. Just like the searchlight compels the darkness to cease to be and the shadows to disappear, so can the love from the healing angels, so can the power and the victory of the angels of sacred fire love pour their sacred fire into a condition. And wherever that is poured human creation is gone. It ceases to be. It is consumed by that almighty power from the great central sun, so, from tonight, I trust you will feel the presence of the healing angels of sacred fire love, not only in and around yourselves when you need them, but call forth their presence into every condition of impurity. They do not take on the impurity. They are the flame that moves in there the annihilation of the impurity. This is the power supreme, power of which mankind does not even dream. Otherwise, we could not have performed the miracles we have all down through the centuries in answer to mankind's call. Beloved Mary, 